everyone. Welcome to another episode of Trick Talk. Today we have Anila. How are you today? Good morning. I'm good. It's so great to be here again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back on. So I want to start by asking you, you know, last time you were on, it was April of 2021. How have things changed for you, whether in your life or with your trick since our first meeting? Oh, wow. April 2021. So it's almost been a year. Mm-hmm. You know, things have actually been really, really weird and good. <laughs> um, you know, I think for everyone, just life is just like, what is going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but on the whole, I think I've really found personally, found a methodology that has helped me take control of my hair pulling, my anxiety. Um and just help with me sort of slow down in life and focus more on what's important. And in work life, trying to like synthesize that into a strategy for others so that they can use those same tricks and tools and strategies to basically then look at their life and figure out how to apply it for them, right? Because the exact strategies that work for me are not going to work for everyone else, but the how I got to them, that process can work for people. Mm-hmm. And for those who may be tuning in um, for the first time, you are a founder of HabitAware. Can you give us you know, a little bit about that for people who may not know from your previous episode? Yes, I appreciate that. So I'm one of the co-founders of HabitAware. HabitAware makes a smart bracelet that uses custom gesture detection to bring you into awareness for compulsive hair pulling, skin picking, and nail biting. So you train it with our mobile app. You basically record your gesture onto the bracelet. So this was mine, pulling with my eyebrows and eyelashes, and then it'll send a vibration. And that vibration is meant to shift you into consciousness, into a different conversation in your mind. So some people will say, oh, I'm aware, but you're not in control. And so that vibration shifts it from the subconscious to the conscious. So now you're in control and now you can make that choice of, nope, I still got to get that hair or I got to get that hangnail or I got to get that pimple or this is not what I want to be doing. This is my signal. What do I need right now? What is my signal telling me that I need right now? And as you start using the bracelet and tracking the data, you'll start to see those patterns emerge of it mostly happens at these certain scenarios or timings. And then again, you can use that that process to identify the right strategies for you. And I I know you mentioned at first, I believe you used to wear two. You'd wear one on each wrist, right? Yes, correct. And I I would still wear two if I needed to. So now I wear zero. Which is really where I want to get people to, right? I'm we're I'm wearing it for for show right now, right? Mm-hmm. That I don't really need it now. Um, yes, there are days, there are moments, there are you know ebbs and flows where I'm like, oh, maybe I should put it back on. But usually, I get to the point where I may still play with my eyebrows. I may pull one or two. That's my signal. Oh, I need something, and then I can look at the time, and it will say it's two in the morning, and oh right I need to go to sleep right Mm -hmm. so understanding having a different relationship with with my trick now after these years of of developing my awareness developing my strategies and my skill like my lifestyle changes really it's not just strategies it's really about changing your lifestyle 
which is kind of like when you asked at the beginning, how are you feeling and sort of where are you from last year to this year? It's because I've implemented these lifestyle changes that I've been able to slow down in life. I've been able to take more care of myself. Whereas I think with people with body focused repetitive behaviors, because we are so empathetic, we take on the weight of everything that comes our way. And when we do, we get in these cycles because we don't know what to do with that feeling. And sometimes we take on things that we don't, we don't know how to solve and we make ourselves kind of overworked, like, and, and anxious and stressed and tired and we pull or we pick or we nail bite. So as you learn to set those boundaries, that's part of that lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. One thing that I feel like I, right now I have success with my eyelashes. I haven't for a long time. Thank you. And one thing was I left my job. I got a different job. I was like, I, I'm kind of done with, I, there was a few reasons why I left teaching, but one of the reasons was, you know, this is not adding to like my positive mental health situation. It's like adding a lot of stress that I don't know. How would my life be different if I, if I left it? And I ended up leaving and, you know, I'm not saying that's the main reason why I have my eyelashes back, but Hey, it could be one part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you, you know, with your lifestyle change, what are some things that you did change in the last year? Yeah. So, and not even just in the last year, but since using the bracelet. So I've had hair pulling since I was 12 years old. I started pulling late at night. I'm sorry. I started pulling like in my early tweens. Um, and it wasn't until using the very first version of the habit aware keen bracelet that I realized and looked at the data and said, Oh, it's always late at night. And then I looked back at my childhood and I said, Oh yeah, at night I would be under the covers with the light and reading and pulling or writing and pulling. And then I wouldn't be able to get up in the morning and I'd be late for school. And I'd be like on this stress ball rocket ship in the morning. And you know, and so, so that, that lifestyle change started a few years ago when, you know, in 2016 ish, when we started the company that I recognized this pattern that it's always when I'm late at night. And so I trained myself to go to sleep at 10, like 10 30, 11 o'clock. So now I can't stay awake past 11 o'clock. Like my body just, I'm, and it might be age. Cause I'm, <laughs> I, I am 40 now. <laughs> But it's also that training of like, nope, this is what time we go to sleep, Anila. This is what time we wake up in the morning. And so even I started teaching at a local university here, entrepreneurship, and my class is on Tuesday mornings. And I'm a natural procrastinator. So late Monday night, I'm setting up my slides and going through their homework assignments. And and I noticed that I'm like, oh, you know, it's coming back because that is my time. And so I'm like, nope, I'm not doing this again. Like I'm, I'm going to make sure that next week I set myself up for success and don't allow myself to wait until 11 a.m. 11 p.m. on Monday to start preparing for my 9 a.m. class, right? Old habits mm-hmm. die hard, but I know that now. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was one of the hugest lifestyle changes, going to bed earlier. Then the other lifestyle change is drinking lots of water. So this became my go-to every time during the day that I would be working and playing with my eyebrows, I would grab my water and take a sip. So I probably drink three or four bottles a day. And that's awesome because it's cleaning my body. It's forcing me to get up where I would usually just sit at my desk from 9am till 5pm and 
not move except to run to meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so learning even, you know, to take those little breaks during work as well. So I'm not uh, so overwhelmed. I think that's another thing that really helped me over the, over the years. And, and, and similarly, just, just realizing like, I don't have to work that hard. Like I, sh I don't need to work this hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I was always so go, go, go in my twenties and thirties working in advertising. Like I wouldn't take lunch with my coworkers. I would, I would always be working. And now I'm like, why, why did I miss those opportunities to make friendships, to build relationships, to take a break, to give my myself that time, that rest? Um, so I regret it, but I'm also not going to, you know, cry yeah. about it. <laughs> but now I've learned from it. So now, you know, my husband and I work together. And so we try to take a lunch you know, once a week, at least together, that kind of thing. We try to do team lunches, especially now that we've all sort of gone remote because of COVID to try to meet up as much as we can. Um, so it's just those, it's really just those little things. Mm -hmm. Drinking water. Who who mm -hmm. would have thought that that would, you know, and, and even like shifting jobs, right? Like you realized this is not serving me, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and the BFRB is not serving us. So we have to just take that moment of pause to say, what will serve me better? What do I need in this moment? And when we can do that, we can start integrating those things into our life and they become our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned earlier, like you'll have moments where you pull and you can look at the hair and say, hey, this is not what I want. Like, what should I do instead? Is your goal to be completely pull free or do you feel like, you know, I'll have those moments and it's kind of not as hard as it was when we were younger and we would beat ourselves up about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely a mindset shift of how, <clears throat> excuse me, how you view the behavior, right? A diabetic can't wake up in the morning and say, I'm diabetes free today. I'm going to go to the candy shop right? We have a chronic medical condition. We have to be fair on ourselves. We have to give ourselves grace. We have to recognize that me pulling out two hairs is not the end of the world. It's better than 200, right? Two minutes in front of the mirror is better than two hours. So to give ourselves that grace, and as soon as we recognize it's happening, not to say, oh, I ate one potato chip, let me eat the whole bag, but to say, oh, okay, let me go get the carrots, right? Or let me grab that new strategy. So Ellen from our team, sorry, um, Ellen from our team, she also has trichotillomania. She was using our keen bracelet and came to us and said, this has changed my life. I want to work with you. So this was in 2017. So she's been with us for four years now, almost five years, um, helping us, uh, you know, connect with our BFRB community. And she has a beautiful analogy of if you're, you know, at school late to class and you're running down the stairs and you trip a little and you maybe twist your ankle, you're not going to say, oh, I twisted my ankle. Let me throw myself down the stairs and break my leg. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing where, oh, twisted my ankle. I pulled two hairs. I'm not going to say break my leg, pull out the whole eyebrow. I'm going to I'm going to grab the railing. I'm going to grab my strategy, give myself that grace and recognize that it's just a signal. It's just mm. a signal that we're in a state of off, off our baseline, right? Discomfort. It could be boredom. It could be tiredness. It could be uh, stress. 
Uh, it could be even moments of extreme pure joy, right? That gets us off our baseline that we need to just rein back and say, oh, what do I need? How should I uh, satisfy this moment more more healthily? No, it's, it's, it's so true. And I love that you mentioned the pure joy because that, that happened to me and I, it was the first time I kind of noticed, oh, wait a minute, even when I'm happy? Like, I was like, hold on, you know, I was a, a little shocked. I'm like, wait, I'm so excited. I received good news. Why is my hand going to my scalp? Oh, because any extreme is going to be, you know, soothe it and regulate. Yeah, we only talk about the stress, the boredom, the anxiety, because those are things people get. If someone said, oh, I pull when I'm happy. Like, first of all, I pull. People are like, what? I don't get it. What's wrong? Right. And then I pull when I'm happy, even more so that confusion of like, there's, you know, and so who's going to say, who's going to share, who's going to even tell their psychologists so that the, the, the treatment professionals don't even know because we're too ashamed. We're too scared. We're too afraid of other people's judgment to tell the whole truth to get the right care. And this only came to me, um, uh, two days ago, Lauren from the Picking Me Foundation and I did a mindset and methods to overcome BFRB's course this past few um, weeks. And so we did, um, we're doing three live Q&A sessions and we will do it again. We've just closed it, but we will do it again because it was so phenomenal. But someone on the live Q&A shared, I do this when I'm happy. And it clicked for me, this, this thing about it's not just the negative discomfort, it's it's these highs and lows that we're affected by. Mm -hmm. Can you talk more about the course? That was actually something I was gonna ask you. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it was really, really awesome. Um, basically, Lauren and I um, have been good friends since the beginning. I think we both started our organizations around the same time. She runs the Picking Me Foundation, which is a nonprofit dedicated to raising dermatillomania or skin picking awareness. Um, and we just decided, you know, we, we both have lived experience, we're both in recovery, and we wanted to share this pathway that I've been talking about, that this, this, this methodology that we both come up with kind of our own ways of talking about it, but they're very similar, um, and try to get that out there to people and try to impart that knowledge so that, you know, you can take your own action, right? Like we can sing on the rooftops all we want, here is what you need to do, right? Here is what we think you need to do because it's working for us. But if if those folks don't take the action, it's it's just stagnant, right? So we said, let's do a course. Let's try to get some folks. Let's try to walk them through this methodology. So it comes with an hour long video that you watch on your own time. And then we did Q and A sessions that were live. So after you watch, you can you know take notes. Comes with a workbook, so you can kind of work through some of the you know questions to make sure you're getting what we're saying um, and then come with your questions. And it was just, we've done two of two Q and A's so far. It was so beautiful to see and to connect and to build community. I think one of the hugest things is folks think that they're so alone in this, right? Like growing up, the little kid hiding and pulling, right? We think that we're, we're wrong and we're stupid and we're ugly, but we're human. And we're not alone. And so that was, I think, one of the core core values that we brought to this course. And we're so excited. I can't wait to do it again um, because it was just so transformational. We had one person join on the first Q&A and then on the second as well. And just in 24 hours, 
how to see that attitude shift, to see even the language shift from I hate myself to I, I'm learning to love myself, right? Like the, the tone in her voice was so magical. Like to be able to get to do that for my life's work is just such an honor. It's such an honor. And I really, really hope that everyone that we're touching, that we're, we're guiding and that, you know, whether you're on our newsletter, our Instagram, meeting us on courses, community uh, with the bracelet, that, that people understand that we're more than a company, that we actually want to be there for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like people will email me and, and it's just been, I get LinkedIn messages and Facebook messages. And it's just like, I again, that empathy of like, oh, I want to take you and I want to, but I can't also do that because you've got to do that work, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just been such an honor. And working with Lauren too was just, you know, it's awesome to work with friends. <laughs> That's great. And thank you so much for all that you do. I, you know, I can tell it's something you're, you're you're so passionate about. I can tell, you know, through the screen, I hope that everyone who's <laughs> listening can hear through, you know, through your headphones. But no, it, it's really beautiful what you've done. And I, I really appreciate you having, you know, talking with me. Um, and all the work that you've done. I have one question before I talk about your children's book, but the question is, you know, I've noticed sometimes when I've gone to support meetings that because of the different levels of people's journey, there feels like, you know, a sense of kind of hopelessness for some because maybe they're just starting and they have that negative, you know, mindset because we all have, you know, it's just, for us, it's been what, maybe for you, like 30 years almost, for me, 20 years. So, you know, we're kind of past that. How do you give that sense of hope to someone who's just started and like really down, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful question. And before I answer it, I want to acknowledge all you do for the community with your writing and your social media and, and your presence that raises awareness and shares stories. So thank you for that. Um, I love how all the photos are like your book in the background. That's so cool. <laughs> and your shirt. I love that you put it on your shirt. Yes. I want one of those. Can I get one? Are you selling yes. it? Okay. All right. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, to answer your question, you're absolutely right in terms of everyone is at a different place in their life and a different mindset. And a lot of folks obviously start with, I hate myself. I hate myself for doing this behavior that I can't control. Why? because they don't understand that it's a medical condition. They haven't gotten support from their family because their families don't understand that it's a medical condition. They've been told just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop for their whole life, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, so, and so there's a lot of rework to do in terms of how we see ourselves and what we believe about ourselves. And this is work that I'm still doing. I have a ton of core negative beliefs around, I'm not good enough, I don't belong, I, I'm not worthy and all these other negative beliefs that I've grown up with, right? Because other people told me those things and we have to unlearn what other people have told us. <clears throat> and so it absolutely takes time. And it's a really great insight that you say in a support group, you're gonna get people on different spectrums of where their minds are um, and, so, and where their thought process is. And I think the way you grow hope is by having folks that are at the other end of the spectrum share their stories share their recovery share their chips share their strategies and those other folks just have to kind of it's a seed water it every day plant it soil sunlight care for it 
And over time, just take one little nugget from that one session and, and, and you know, shift that conversation in your mind, right? It doesn't happen overnight. You can't unlearn that stuff in one night. But you can say, okay, if I told myself I'm not good enough for 30 years, I have a shirt that says I am good enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? So I and so for the last four years, I tell myself I am good enough. And some days I believe it and some days I don't, but your brain wants to be right, right? Whatever you decide to whatever you say, your brain wants to be right, and I believe you. I'm never gonna give up hair pulling. I believe you. I'm gonna do my best. I believe you. Mm -hmm. Right? Your mindset is so powerful. I think we just discount how powerful this is. How when we set our mind to something, when we say, I'm not gonna be that person anymore, when we when we detach from that identity, that's one of the other things is I am a hair puller, I am a skin picker, I am a nail biter. You are not any of those. You are a writer, you are a, maybe a mother, maybe a, an artist, a, a, a doctor, whatever it is, right? Uh, it, you know, can't think right now, but think about what you really are, right? Uh, you are patient, you are caring, you are creative. You're not a hair puller, you have hair puller. Mm -hmm. So even just those minor, those, those tiny language shifts, right? That's like probably step one for someone. And then you kind of like work through a little bit and you keep going to support it. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Just listen. Mm -hmm. it, it is working. It is yeah. working. It is working. And eventually you'll get to that other side where then you'll be that person, hopefully fostering in the next folk who's in that negative mindset, that, that disbelief, that lack of hope, like, and saying, I was there one day, and and I'm going to pull you out of that faster, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's beautiful. And it is so nice because I remember, um, you know, sharing my story, and, and I'm, like, laughing. And, I'm, and someone in the meeting was like, it's nice to see that, that you can actually be, you know, disconnected enough where, like, Yes, you you felt those feelings of hopelessness and shame and you know anger at yourself, but now you can like have moments that you do find funny because life can be funny. You know there can be humor in things, and you know it's great that you mentioned now those people they see that okay, then they can start pulling themselves out, then they can pull others out, and the community is so it is so important. I I literally just posted a pic, like a video yesterday of um my eyelashes have grown back. I, 20 messages good job congratulations you know the heart eyes and i'm like i'm just posting this little thing and it really made my whole day like the community came out and was like look like we're so happy for you and i'm like what? and that's just a little you know, little little video but the community is just so special really it is it is just that level that level of support for the effort that you're putting right that and then they see themselves if you can do it i can do it right and if they can do it we can do it and, and that, that push that we're doing this together, right? We're not alone. We're doing this together. Um, such a beautiful insight. So let's talk about your children's book, Everyone Picks. Tell us what inspired you to write this. So I, like I said in the beginning, I've always loved to write. And I think when one of the things that we noticed with Habit Aware is that 
you know, to your point of the mindset shift in the spectrum, adults kind of get more hope as they go, right? And and this is not, this is like a generalization because I've met kids that are just like beyond their years, like get it more than I do kind of. Um, but we just saw, you know, kids didn't have the language. Kids didn't know what to tell their friends. Their, their people around them didn't know and didn't understand. And so we thought, let's let's write something, let's write something super simple and unscientific where a child can read this and get it, right? And can understand that like, oh yeah, when my head is noisy, my hands get noisy. So what can I do to, to calm my brain, right? And how do I build that awareness? And, and how do I ask for help and, and that kind of thing? And, and, and a little bit of what our strategy is in terms of what we say, love, strength, and awareness. Um, so that was really the impetus. We just wanted to be able to reach out to educators, to doctors, to children to say, hey, this is a thing. This is a thing we need to be looking at. This is a thing we need to be caring for our younger generations about, right? Especially during COVID, 2020 hit and, you know, it was just like, whoosh, people, our interest in our product, it just you know, skyrocketed because everyone was on under such deep pressure with homeschooling and working and this new lifestyle, right? It was just, it was too much for so many people that that anxiety transformed and that stress transformed, that exhaustion transformed into these external visible uh, manifestations. And so how do you explain that to people in a very simple way? And a children's book is the easiest way to do that, right? <laughs> very, very, you know, language that's very soft and, and um, simple and, and illustrations that, you know, you don't even need to read the words to try to, to, to grasp what we're trying to say. And, and that was really the impetus. We just wanted to, to build awareness, to raise awareness that kids are suffering from this and there's hope, there's help. Um, there's people that understand these conditions and that, that we are here to help. Mm-hmm. And the illustrations, it's Mary who Mari. Yeah. Mari. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing because it is for children. So it is like, you know, um, literally illustrations, not photographs. But it's so important because you can see the hangnails and the hair and the, you know, the skin picking. And it's a way that's not, for me personally, it's not like super triggering. It's like really mm-hmm. nice to actually see it in a way that's like, hey, there's me. I'm represented and I'm not in like an asylum. You know, like I'm not the crazy person in the background. It's just someone who's like on their way to work or drinking coffee, you know? And I really love that you put animals in there. Mm -hmm. Because then to me, it's like, okay, as a child, obviously, you know, I want to, you know, cuddle with the animals. Like animals are really important. But also it says like, hey, we're not the only species that does this. Mm -hmm. And like, you're not weird or, you know, ugly or strange because other things do it too. Like, it's just us. Yeah, yeah. It was important for us to to start with that. I think we have like a picture of a bird picking their feathers, right? Because that's like there's studies and research and photos of this happening, right? So it's it's in the the world, right? It's in the genetics, it's in the science of our bodies and and not just humans, but other animals. So we wanted to show that as sort of like a that feeling of, oh my god, it's only me. Mm-hmm. Right? No, it's not. It's not only you, there's millions of other humans and even maybe a pet or two around, you know, like, yeah. like it's, it's, um, it's something that is 
you know, they, they even used to say, and I don't know if it's, tr it's true, but it, it makes it easy to understand that grooming gene is just the volumes turned up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that could probably be part of it. I don't know if there's the research that can say, here's the grooming gene and yep, yours is on fire and this person's is not, but it's an, it's a, it's a way to understand it. Right, that there is a genetic component. I noticed mine started around puberty and then mine got worse when I had, um, during pregnancy. And that's when my husband found out, right? So from, from tweens till thirties, I was able to hide it. Nobody knew, not even my husband. I had gotten so good at hiding. And then pregnancy comes along, the hormones are all over the place and pulling, 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 pulling. I had no control. Mm -hmm. Right. So genetics, hormones, lack of sleep. I mean, there's so many things involved, stress, all these different things play. So mm -hmm. understanding what are the things that are playing in our in our personal world. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed some folks have said it every couple of months. It comes back. I'm like, have you looked at your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but you only will know if you do the data tracking, if you look objectively and say, here's when it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's really, really important to, to, to step back and have that non-judgmental uh, look at it, look at it. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned when you're tracking the data, you're not tracking like, oh, did I pull today or not? It's like, you want to see trends so that you can you know, change things around. I think that's important because I think when some people may hear like track the data, they might think, oh, but I don't want to do like, did I pull today? And I have to say yes. You know, this is different. You can still, you know, kind of, you know, pull if you, if you need to, but you're seeing the overall trend so that you can make lifestyle changes. That's exactly. Exactly. So that in, in like the app, you'll see like the exact, you know, every vibration, but then, you know, can you see that over time? And in the first version of the app, the data stream looked a little bit different. So it was like, you could kind of, for myself, I could kind of see it was always towards the end of the day or always, I mean, it was always all over the place because I would pull all day long and stuff, but it was mostly, you know, that late at, that late at night, like really stood out to me. And, and that was the first change that I started making. And then during the day I added the water and, and then, you know, I was it was late to chatting with you because I, I've started we live in Minneapolis the lakes are frozen over I live five minutes away from one lake and every day after I drop my kids to school I go and I put on my favorite song from study abroad in Spain and I dance on the ice in the snow in the negative weather and that's a lifestyle change mm -hmm. and I even you know drove by today and I'm like I might be late to, to chat with Barbara but this is something that I've committed myself to do. And those lifestyle changes, you've got to find those little moments to make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And I also want to mention, you know, you, you said you hid it from your husband. When you opened up, now look how different your life is. You work with him. You have this foundation. You have all these great things that you're adding to the world. It's just like another reason for people to like, hey, share. You don't know what life is going to be like. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Right. We're so afraid. We're so afraid of what life will be. We have these, I mean, that's what anxiety is, right? Anxiety is you get a thought and you're like, Oh my God, tell me more. What's up? <laughs> mm -hmm. But who told you that? Is that true? Is that really how it's going to turn out? Right. And the fear was, I don't want him to know. Cause I don't want him to say, 
this is not what I signed up for. But he met with me with love and compassion. And not every person is going to do that, right? Not every person is has enough strength of their own to do that. Everyone's got work to do. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can find the right person, uh, you can work together <laughs> on your things, right? Support each other on these journeys. And when it's your own children, um, just understanding that it's their signal and, and just stop is not not helping. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's what can I do to help? It's have a glass of water. It's let's take a deep breath together. It's let's go for a walk. It's take a break from studying. Let's read a book together. Whatever it is, right? Like mm-hmm. to to break that moment, to give that person that moment of pause, to allow themselves to reset. Mm-hmm. And when we can understand that, everyone is craving compassion. Everyone is craving um love but all we put out is negativity (laughs) (laughs) it's very interesting like look like our world just in general right there's i mean and i know there's good news movements and stuff like that but when i look at the news it's just ah this bombardment so we need to be the change we need to and we need to start in our own home with our own our own community to choose which community, right? Is it my school community? Is it my family? Is it my BFRB community? And and just do as much good as we can. Give as much good. Give as much health and positivity to people. And just that compassion. Like, yeah, maybe I don't understand what you're going through, but that doesn't mean I have to make it harder for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What... Do you see, you know, in the future for you, do you have any projects coming up you want to talk about? What's, what does the future hold, you think? What are some things you would like to do? This is a great question, especially as we start the new year. I'm always like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Bah. We have big plans for Habitware. We're working on a lot of different things with a few different treatment professionals. Um, we're still a very small team, so, you know, we're trying also not to spread ourselves too thin. Um, but absolutely, you know, a thousand percent committed to our BFRB community. I really want to see what we've built be the best it can be and, and really just get this methodology out there to folks that, that, that can, you know, this is depending on where you are on the spectrum of BFRBs, some folks are going to need that one-on-one treatment professional help and, and that constant kind of, you know, work right and and it's joyful work that's what we call it because it's really about love strength and awareness right it's about taking building that awareness summoning that strength to, sh- to show yourself love and some folks are on the spectrum and you, you hopefully you move right and then you need less and less support where you can do this stuff on your own so we're hopeful that we can build out a system that allows folks to do that um but then also you know, encouraged by so many folks who've written about their BFRBs. Honestly, since since 2019, this has been something that I wanted to do, which is write my own memoir. Um, it's just COVID put it on hold and then, you know, procrastination and who am I to write a story and I don't know, just lots of doubt, right? Mm-hmm. And where do I start and lots of other work getting in the way, right? And, and so I don't know, I, I would love to know how you do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would love to read your book. So I will help you in any way I can. To be like, love, love to, I would love to. Let's get, it let's get it going. So that's really one of my things for this year. 
Um, and then personally, I just I love to do art projects. So just taking more time for those. Those are what those are the things that that's my joyful work. That's what keeps my mind less noisy and my hands calm. So I have lots of those little things for the house. Um, and then, uh, you know, aside from my BFRB community, I've identified my Minnesota startup community as another community that I want to give my time to. And so I teach entrepreneurship to students and I try to help as many entrepreneurs that I can who are just starting out early stage businesses with, you know, marketing help or just, you know, fueling them with hope, right? Um, just anyone that I'm, they have an idea and a problem and a solution that I'm excited about, I will give their time, give my time to them because I want to see them succeed. I want to see Minnesota grow as a, as a place to uh, be a good place to raise a family, an economic powerhouse in that respect. And so those are kind of the things that I've chosen to say, this is what I'm showing up for. Uh, and then everything else, like, of course, my friends and my family. Um, but but I think it is important to ask yourself those questions of, of what am I here on this earth to do? How am I going to make the best of my time here? How am I going to do important things? How am I going to make my mark? And it can be, it doesn't have to be like something big. It can be, you know, like, like you decide, you decide what success is for you. You decide what... Um, your impact and your mark is going to be you don't have to listen to what other folks are doing uh you have to listen to hear your heart pointing right what is going to make you happy what is going to make you fulfilled um and not not get caught up again with the judgment of oh that's how you're spending your time like yeah that is how i spend my time because mm -hmm. i love it right yeah i love that that's so so important and so special because I feel like especially now with like social media stuff, it's like if you don't have a million, you know, bajillion followers and if you don't, you're not verified, like none of that matters. Like let's do what you love and what's important. And if it's that, good luck with that. But if it's, you know, changing the lives of people around you and, and building this, you know, sense of community, then do that too. But I love that finding, you know, finding success and and not letting imposter syndrome you know, take over because that is so real. And I've experienced it myself and it's like, you got, you know, you try to snap yourself out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have, I am affirmations all over my house to remind me of who I am and, and that I am, you know, you know, that to get, to get at that imposter, imposter syndrome and doubt. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's something to be said for like folks that want to change the world. You, you, you can't change the world. You change the world of one person and you've changed the world, right? And so that should just be your focus. Who is, what, what is one, one corner of my world that I can make an impact in? Go do it. Mm -hmm. Go do it and tell us about it so we can support you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I thank you so much, Anil, for coming on. Um, again, I would love to have you on as many times as you're willing to do. Um, <laughs> free to hang out. So you tell me. <laughs> it was wonderful to see you again. And yeah, maybe we should set up a different time to chat about book writing. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would love to. I would. I would absolutely love to. So, can you tell us? Um, tell us like how to get the Keen Two bracelet, all that stuff. You know, your Instagrams, everything for people to uh, to contact you. Yes. So you can reach me directly at Anila at HabitAware.com. You can purchase the Keen bracelet 
at habitaware.com. And you can find us on social media on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and they're all at habitaware. So um, we'll hopefully always get that handle, whatever new social media comes out. But those are the places we like to hang out. We love to chat and just encourage your journey um, and just know that you're not alone. We're here for you. And yeah, well, I'm wishing you love, strength, and awareness. Thank you so much, Anila. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.